1: Welcome to Masoni and Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We are glad you have joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Masoni of Oregon
2: State's Food Innovation Center.
1: Well, Sarah, last time we talked, we were both on the road and That's now right. we're back home. <laughs> Do you want to update anybody on your journey? Yeah, I uh,
2: got to walk the show down in Anaheim with some folks from Portland, and it was great fun. There was lots of great things going on there. I wanted to give a couple of shout-outs to some of the things that I thought were cool. Uh, Yeah, let's hear it. Once again, Nut Butters, which is an East Coast company, was launching their um, gluten-free graham cracker and nut butter snack packs, which are super good and healthy. They're also organic, so make sure and pick those up. And then I noticed there are a lot of people there with seaweed snacks, probably many of them made in South Korea, but we had a couple of domestic products. One was called Sea Charonies, which is a Colorado-based company with kelp and some puffy, crunchy things. And then Jack Kuo, who had a uh, snack here, uh, formerly is now working with a group called sea monsters, which are puffs made with seaweed. So it was yeah. good to see Jack there.
1: That's so fun. I, um, You know, I've made a hot sauce with seaweed for a while and um, I am noticing a lot of seaweed products, but it's pretty cool because everybody's kind of like grouping together to form this like seaweed alliance. So I keep getting included in all of that, which is very fun. Yeah, that's great. And funny that
2: you said included, there was a group that are all members of the included CPG group, which are BIPOC founders. They had a section at Expo. I believe they had 10 booth spots up there on the second floor was good to see them there. Cool. Um Alex Ice Cream, which is an A2 milk ice cream. Um they had taken over the twins, three twins ice cream factory down in California. They were there in the um, organic booth, which was on Wednesday only. It was in the parking lot of one of the hotels, and it was a great spot to sort of get started, I think, for many people. And then the funniest thing was that everybody thought it would be cool to have a pink booth. So I'd say maybe 15% of the booths were pink. Did you notice that? Yeah.
1: Do you that think that's a... Weird. That's like... um comes up in some kind of article like sometimes I'll see that where I'll notice a trend at a food show and then I'll like find the article linked that's like this is the best way to draw your customer and have a pink booth right. <laughs> So maybe well, something like that came out
2: I actually looked what uh color of the year was this last year and it was a kind of a pink magenta so I'm wondering that if could people be it. Made off that yeah their, uh wilderness poets out of Ashland had their creative and delicious different nut milk bases that you could um, try and there was carrot bacon actually there. Um, that was kind of interesting, but someone afterwards told me they had seen it in grocery outlets. So I'm not sure about the carrot bacon. <laughs> I'm not sure um, if it was a success. <laughs> yeah, other big thing that was there was upcycled foods, and the upcycled food association was there actively recruiting folks. And I think our guest today can tell us about upcycling. But there were quite a few um, products like ugly fruit that was turned into an upcycled product or actually making beverages from ugly fruit was another sort of theme that I noticed. And I finally got to taste the plant-based hard-boiled eggs, which were edible. I ate the whole half of the egg. So (laughs) So those were my those were were your updates
1: well I love it well thanks for (laughs) um, sharing your Expo West experiences with us I um, had a much less eventful week and just returned to the farmer's market which was very nice we had beautiful weather Mm, Uh, everybody was was happy because there was sunshine and so uh, you know Mm -hmm. it felt it felt like a welcome return because the week's Prior to that, were rainy and no one was really around, so it felt like yeah. I was really like back at the market, which it was, was nice. redemption, right? Yeah, totally. I also saw that you were cooking at the FIC. Was that for feed the masses? Uh,
2: actually, uh, Jacob Valentine was our guest chef. We're doing a series with Oregon State University Extension programming through the SNAP Ed um, training, so we have trained the trainer stuff happening here at the FIC on Friday. So if anybody's interested in becoming a trainer in your community for, um, snap users, um, we're doing a taste of African heritage. And so we did an African vegetable curry and there Good. were about think, 12 people that participated and they're getting trained on how to become a trainer so show people cool. how to cook healthy and in different ways in their home kitchens.
1: I love that. And if people are interested in doing it, should they um, contact the FIC? Maybe Catherine? Actually, I would just Google Oregon State University Snap
2: Ed. Perfect. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well, um, we want to thank our sponsor for supporting Masonian and Marshall. Thank you for helping to spread the word about small business women entrepreneurs. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, Market of Choice. Market
2: of Choice is a proud sponsor of the Meaningful Marketplace because we believe in the power of local entrepreneurs. So much so that we carry more than 7,000 locally made, raised, farmed, and harvested foods in our stores. Our passion is to help local makers, farmers, ranchers, and fisherfolk folk realize their potential through programs that help them succeed. Thank you, Market of Choice. We love you. You
1: <laughs> so much love for Market of Choice.
2: I actually oh. saw John Boyle on the plane when I was flying back from Anaheim. It's always good to see John.
1: Oh yeah, he's the best. We're so thankful. Mm-hmm. Yep. We would like to introduce you to our guest today. We have Palavi Pandi, owner of Detox, a tableware company made from naturally fallen palm leaves. Welcome.
3: Thank you very much for having me, both the Sarahs, like they are the awesome hosts here for me today. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're so it's glad nice that you could you.
1: join us. Yeah, we, we um want our listeners to be able to follow along and find you on Instagram and online. Can you
3: tell them how to do that? Yes, of course. This is a great thing you bring up because of course people ask me how do you spell detox? And this is a non-standardized spelling of the word detox. This is D T O C S literally the alphabet D with followed with tox T O C S and it is how you find us online detox.com or detox plates on Instagram.
1: Perfect. Thank you. And we'll tag you when we post about the episode. But mm-hmm. um I would love if you would describe your
3: products to our listeners. Thank you. I will do that. So detox is inspired by the actual word detox, which means a cleansing journey. And here, like you can see, I'm a mompreneur here who's on a mission to rescue fallen palm leaves, to collect them and to give them one more use right before they start going to waste. So I'm here giving them one more use which is through a cleansing journey of using palm leaves, hence the word detox. And it's, of course, with a different spelling because I want the consumer to think what is detox? What is this? What exactly is the product? And here I am explaining and having that chance that it is much more than just detoxifying the inside of your body. This is also the outside because our environment is equally important as our bodies. The, the whole wellness and health stands for our bodies and our environment and hence the word detox and detox are sustainable single use disposables like plates, bolts, trays, straws spoons etc etc that are made from fallen palm leaves in India and they are meant to be used for the food industry for the hospitality events direct to consumers at home who want the convenience of use and throw because sometimes it is okay without having to feel the guilt of creating landfills and at the same time have a classy look of their tableware because who doesn't desire convenience met with a class
1: beautiful um we like to kind of start at the beginning of your journey. So what got you interested in making these eco-sensible dinnerware items?
3: So I'm a, I'm a BIPOC mompreneur, as you can see here. If people are listening to me, I'm she, her pronouns, Pallavi is my name. I grew up in India. And growing up in India, I was very close to my culture, which was eating on leaves. We even do that today. So whenever we do go back, which is every few years, whenever I do go back, I get to enjoy this lavish food that is actually served on banana leaves. And that is a very dear thing to my heart that I want my daughters to enjoy every time we go. And I kind of miss that part of my culture. So I was so nostalgic about that feeling that I wanted to bring that concept to the Western world. And I was like, why can we not enjoy this every day at our own? Homes. Why can we Why can we not use our fingers to eat and have all our senses awakened, like ear, nose, hands, taste? And I wanted to kind of enjoy that at home, and that's when I went down to India and I found my raw material, which was, of course, not banana leaves because they're fragile. They can't compost well. They don't microwave. So I had to find my raw material, which was areca palm leaves that come from the areca palm farms in India. The main purpose of these areca farms is to produce areca nut. Once the nut is consumed from the trees, the leaves fall down. We pick up these leaves and we heat compress them. And that is what gives them the shape, the size or whatever we desire, the textures. And that's how they're packaged and they are sold here in the United States to the food and the hospitality industry. So I was so happy that I could bring something to my own home, use it all the time whenever I need it at my disposal and advocate for it and educate the consumer who's looking for better alternatives than plastic and paper single-use products. I,
1: I love that story and your connection to it so much. Um, I When I saw the... Um... A, a palm as the description of what you were making them out of I had of course no idea what that is so I'm guessing it's not any kind of palm tree that grows
3: here it's just in India is that right yes I do get all the time like are these palm palms or palm trees that you would find in California yeah or and I'm like I wish I really <laughs> because that would make my life very easy because then I would be able to support all the communities everywhere but here I had to be very purposeful in sourcing my areca palm farms in India because I'm I, I grew up in India, and that was my way of giving back to the community, to the women over there, because that's who we hire majority. It's women workers who manufacture my products and who help me in this mission. So that was very important for me to where to source my palm uh, leaves from. And again, today we've diversified. It's been four years. We're now sourcing it from Vietnam, from Thailand, because we need no, more raw material because the demand has grown up, of course. Can you wait a second? We
2: got to talk about the oreca nuts. It's it's used as a
3: tobaccoless chew, so it can be used as tobacco, but need not necessarily. I chew on areca, areca nuts, so areca nuts are supposed to be chewed, and they could be mixed with tobacco or they could not. So I'm a big eater of, of of areca nuts because my family ate areca nuts growing up. So I eat the ones that are without the tobacco, but in India, most of the consumers wanted mixed with tobacco, so they would buy the areca nuts that are mixed with tobacco.
2: So it has oh. a compound
3: in it, aracholine, which is similar to nicotine? That, But that's an added additive later on. Like when oh. the nut doesn't come with any chemicals by itself. But oh, okay. when the consumer wants a non-tobacco product or a tobacco product, it's made separately. It's like how there's meat source and then you do whatever with that meat, whether you want to cook it this way or that way. mm. Yeah, I've never
1: heard of it before, but that's um that's really interesting and it must be something that's available
3: kind of everywhere in India, yeah. Yeah, so the main purpose of those nuts are they're actually mixed with mint, so they're supposed to be a mouth freshener. Oh. And by the time, it just evolved and became something more than that. People started mixing tobacco with it and other stuff. But initially, and the one even that I consume is mixed with mint and it's supposed to be like a mouth freshener. Oh, cool. You're
1: mm-hmm. teaching me all kinds of new things. I love it.
3: <laughs> the of the culture is right. And you get to try so much and then you get to make a choice whether you want to consume it or not. And that's what I believe in.
1: I am. Um, well, so we know that your business is based here in Portland. Um, but we don't know when you started. So when did you start your business?
3: Sure, it's been great four years. 2019 is when I started this baby. Today it's four years old.
2: Can you tell us about some of your competitors? I have seen other
3: people with plates and stuff like this. Yes, I'll be more than happy to throw light on that. You will come across verterra which has been there for a decade. There's Naturally Chic, there's Chic Leaf. And I believe the biggest difference I tell people is they're not the ones on podcasts or articles or meeting new people in events. It's That's really what distinguishes me as a person, that I am there. I'm a phone call away from my customers. I believe in having that relationship. I believe in providing that customer service. Do my competitors do that? I have not heard that. So if you can find anybody doing that, or if we have listeners here, I'll be more than happy to chat.
2: Okay, good. So you said something a little while ago, which I think is maybe a better name for your company than Detox. You said eating on leaves. Mm-hmm. And whenever I think of a name of a food company or the type of food or whatever I'm trying to sell, I want it to be clearly articulated in the name. So I'm just going to start out by saying it would be cool if you change your company to call being called Eating on Leaves. Eating.
1: I do think it helps to tell your story um, of what, you know, your connection to it, or maybe just... Um, it could be part of your tagline or something of what yeah. of what it is because I think it's really special and it's part of, yeah, of it who you are and what you're producing and why you're producing it because it reminds you of home you know and so I
3: think that's a really nice piece that is yeah. a great suggestion and of course I have space right under my logo where I can put a line yeah so, yeah. yeah that'd be good
1: you're, well I was gonna um talk about your website a little bit because um you have a beautiful website people should mm-hmm. definitely go and check it out you have so many great photos. I don't know if you took the photos or if you hired someone, but it's just really lovely. So I wanted to put that out there right away. I think the only thing that is missing from it is you. I think that, um, you know, I watched some of your YouTube videos and you're such a great speaker and promoter of all these things and your mom. And, but I didn't know any of that from looking at your website until I went and watched your YouTube Videos. And so that was going to be the suggestion that I was going to have is that I want to see you right on the very first page when I look at your website.
3: <laughs> that's a great suggestion. So I will definitely say, do check out our Instagram because that's full of me. Yeah. My daughters, who are the brand ambassadors. And like I told you, they can replicate me today here on this podcast. They yeah. One literally shoving out everything from the trash and actually telling you, please put this in the right bin. So <laughs> if you see the Instagram, that will speak for from all, from all of us definitely perfect yeah
1: i um saw some some videos of your of your daughters and they look so excited to be part of your entrepreneur journey which i i love i love when families are
3: involved in the business for sure thank you i mean that is what we are doing as What is our purpose, right? We've been a great human being. We've been a great mom, a great spouse. But really, what's your purpose? Like, what is it that you want to do? And how do you want to be remembered? And it comes beautifully when everybody's aligned and they're doing the same thing and they believe in the same things as you. So it just falls beautifully just the way you want it.
1: Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I want to hear more about your favorite products. Mm -hmm.
0: Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together.
2: Okay, we're back. Tell us a little bit about the tableware sample kit. It looks like you can get a sample of just about everything that you
3: have so people can experience your product. Yeah. So I always tell people, don't take my word, but go ahead and try it. Go ahead and feel it. Go ahead and smell it. Go ahead and try it yourself. And that is why we have the free sample pack on our website, which people can even request. Like sometimes when people are getting their wedding done and they're not sure, that's when we say, try it for yourself, how they look, because that's the purpose of the tableware is to replace the heavy or the expensive bamboo or the traditional china chinaware where people have to rent out a lot of stuff and then have to deal with a lot of cleanup. And that was my whole purpose of providing something where people have the convenience and they also have the guilt-free conscious of like use and throw why can we not mix both because I was tired as a parent hosting every weekend and then creating landfill and I was like I wish there was one dish that went in the microwave that could heat up the food when people wanted and I didn't have to stand in front of the stove heating up the warm food again and again for people at their convenience so again we have that free sample where we where we ask people to pay the shipping of course which is 8.99 but the products don't cost anything and people can request whatever they want to see in there if they want Want to try out a particular product they are more than welcome to try it out and request us and we'll accommodate that in their sample pack. That's great.
1: Yeah and um, we always ask this um, question of our um, of our guests which is what product tells your story best? So is there one, um, one specific plate or dish that tells your story the best?
3: You are the first person who's ever asked me that in all the podcasts I've ever been on. So that is a very sweet question. And yes, I do have my favorite. It's the smallest bowl that we carry on our website. It's a 2.5 inch square bowl. And I love it for various reasons, of course. So I do ration my girls' candies on that bowl. It's the perfect size where you can serve a small cupcake. So that's the perfect bowl for rationing. Like if you're somebody who's worried about quantity or how much you consume that's just the perfect size where it'll have enough to satisfy you. And at the same time, you'll feel good about looking at the shape. It's cute. It's sweet. It fits a lot of versatilities, like you could put jams and jellies and sauces and still be full. So you'll be really full looking at it, consuming on it.
1: I, I did notice that one on your site, and it's super cute. <laughs> I love it. Um, and it, I, I was thinking with some of the things that I was, I, was, I was going through your website that probably a big part of your customer base is like event planners and wedding people and things like that. So when you're thinking about doing um, shows and things, do you do um, like wedding shows or, or
3: things like that? It's funny you said that, yes, because my very first show when I launched in 2019 was actually the Bridal Expo show here in Oregon. And that's how I met so many catering companies, so many planners. And apart from that the way I began in 2019 was more towards the direct to consumer approach. Why? Because like I said, I was tired of doing dishes Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. And that was the perfect time for not dealing with dishes all the time. Everybody being on top of you in the kitchen all the time, consuming so much food all the time. And I was just tired. I was tired of doing dishes and I was like, Everybody write your names on your dishes, try to rewash and try to see how much work it is for one person who's doing the dishes all the time. So it was a good field experience for everybody at home. And that's when we saw a shift in the consumer buying behavior, which was a lot of direct to consumer emerged for us. And that is how we started getting our volumes, our traction, our revenue. And that's when we made the shift. During COVID, because everybody was desiring minimal cross-contamination, no touch, or things being covered or things things being just left outside their door. And that's when we introduced our long plates and platters and trays because nobody wanted to deal with an expensive bamboo board that just left outside the door. People wanted it back because they've spent on it, right? It's mm-hmm. an investment for a person who's making a charcuterie board. So we had such a good market to Swap the whole product with our palm leaf uh, platters, which were lighter in weight, which were way cheaper, like one-tenth the cost of a bamboo board. And at the end, the consumer was happy reusing another platter. So we saw, we saw a lot of changes and shifts from the direct-to-consumer to the food industry. And like you said, the event planners, because everybody was going into intimate um, events. So everybody was like, okay, placing an order for 100 plates and then reusing whatever they were were left off and they were enjoying that at their homes and doing not doing dishes with their families over the weekend so it kind of got everybody that relief and we could sense those rewarding messages when people would message us saying oh this has worked so great for me and i absolutely love my own pictures from my wedding with this natural tableware setting which i could have never imagined if you would never have given me a sample piece so it's very difficult to put those uh creativities or imaginations into actual Uh, experiences unless you provide them something that they can they can feel and touch and see i have a question for you if we wash off our plates can we put them in the recycler um, the yard debris bin so that's been an ongoing challenge the oregon composters or the recyclers hate our products because they are very sturdy and they jam the machines okay but the concept is it's a leaf whether you put it in trash or recycle, or compost. You can put it totally in your compost pile at home, in your garden. Even if you don't have a compost pile, I put them in the garden because it's a leaf. It goes to becoming a soil in three months. Mm. But coming back to the point that when it's events, when it's, we're talking about 500 people at Moda Center or at the convention center, what can you do? Even if you put it in trash or recycle or compost, it's a leaf. It will break down at its own natural rate, which is three oh, months. Okay. It does okay. not add any extra carbon emissions. It's going to be natural. Okay, so my next question about sustainability:
2: mm-hmm. you're shipping these all the way from India. Yes, so
3: they can- tell us about that carbon footprint. Sure. So we try to minimize it. Sometimes, again, like I said, it's the what is important is doing those small changes one at a time, and not worrying about how to be the best, but how to be better. So mm-hmm. we try not to not to bring anything with air. Everything is carried out on water on ship containers that takes 45 days. So that's the minimum carbon footprint, what you can do. Again, we try to package them and recycle clear wraps. Another challenge that I even face today. It's been four years and people are like, why can you not put them in a jute or in a fabric or in some other sustainable material? Because they come on water. We have to be worried about mold, we have to be sure. humidity, yeah. sunlight. So we have to wrap them, period. No matter what, we have to wrap them. But what's the better way to do it is a recycled clear wrap. And the consumer wants to see the product, so you cannot cover them. So again, it's a recycled cover outside and then that's put in a recycled box. So we make sure whatever we're using are sustainable products and then they arrive and then they are shipped to consumers with the most effective way. We always say ground is what we're going to do. Versus fast or expedited unless needed by the consumer. Yeah, that's I just
1: had to make some of those decisions too because I started doing a a pasta. And when I put it in the bag that I wanted to use, that was, um, you know, you couldn't see through it. And so nobody would really buy it. And so I had to um, find a bag that was see-through. But I feel like now there's all these wonderful companies that are doing things um, where they're using like recycled cotton and and making plastic that's recyclable because they understand that that's what we want as business owners and as people making decisions. So um, it's kind of nice to see that change and that shift because I don't think that that existed before. So I was able to find a bag that was see-through but made from cotton and so it's fully recyclable. So it still fits with all of the values and things that I find important and that I want to put less waste into the world. Um, but
3: and that didn't can- used to
1: be an option really.
3: Yeah. And you bring a great point because when I had started looking at packaging, there was seaweed, there was kale, like all these coatings that you could have done and used and applied. But then does it really beat the purpose of like humidity and moisture when it is on water for 45 days? Really? Neat. I mean, those are the challenges that you have to mm-hmm. face. And we, as, as small businesses, we can only do so much in whatever cash flow we have. Right. And it's, again, a step-by-step process and the changes come slowly with... The help of consumers, tractions, volumes, all of it.
1: I, um, when I mentioned I found your YouTube channel on your website, if people go, um, on the detox website, there's a, a great list on the bottom of all the different places that you can find um, your products. And you have a YouTube, you have a Pinterest, all of these things, Instagram. Um, um but on your YouTube channel, I found a really cool interview commercial that you did with Kaiser uh, can you tell us about how that happened um and and you did a really wonderful job but and has have you noticed people um coming to your business because of that commercial uh
3: yes so i went through to so how did how did that campaign come across was i went into an accelerator program with ICCC that is interstate uh connections And that was something they had a collaboration with Pacific Community Ventures. And they were supported and they were sponsored by Kaiser. So Kaiser was looking for small business owners who were in that accelerator program. And I was one of them. And they connected with me and they wanted to highlight my story. And they also chose a couple of other Oregon businesses like Better Business for Portland, BBPDX, which I was a member for last year as well. So they did that documentary highlighting our businesses, how we are making an impact, and just to let people be aware of how we are doing what we're doing and how we need everybody's support. So that was something that came beautifully through that Accelerator program. And that's one thing I tell all the business owners, that at one point of time, it is very important to associate yourself with such accelerator programs because you do need to tap into these networks of knowing people because people know people and those people know people. So yeah. it's really so important for those rippling impacts and referrals and word of mouth and establishing your credibility and be like, hey, I'm just not a commodity. I'm here to make some noise. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I think ICIC has a cohort here just about every year because we yes. refer people. Yes, to they do.
3: Yes. And I think their partners is PCV. And that's how I got into ICCC. And then they collaborated with PCV to put me in their uh, mentorship. So the mentors and all come from Pacific uh, Community Ventures. Yeah. This is it, right? It's
2: nice. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I agree. I always, yeah. t- anytime that I see a program or a class that I can take, um, you know, if it fit, if it works with my schedule and I can figure out how to make it happen, I always do because I think that it um, just opens our community up too and connects us to other people, especially when you're working solo, it's kind of hard um, to have the, you know, you need people to bounce ideas off of. So I always, I always take those kinds of opportunities as well when they come about.
3: Yes, and I feel that word is so strong and it has its own meanings for different people, like being a BIPOC, not knowing much, People from my community doing business, it was anyway challenging. And then I come across other communities. It's so inspiring. There are these ideas that are flowing every day. Then there are these ideas on collaborating, how we can do things together. So it is so important to tap into these networks. And I feel community access is like sales. Like You really have to be very aggressive to tap into everywhere. Because otherwise, you're, you're left out. You don't know anything. And really, do you want to be that person? Mm-hmm.
1: I would think, yeah. too, for you, it would be really good to connect with, like, the chef community because, you know, a lot of people do, um, you know, I've been to lots of, like, pop-up dinners and things like that where, yeah. um, you know, they want to have some kind of plates or, or v- vessels or vehicles for people to eat, but they they'll be out doing, like, dinners on the farm or dinners at wineries or whatever, so I think your product would be perfect for that, so maybe... Maybe there's some kind of chef co-mingling that can happen. There is. So you can meet somebody. Uh, actually,
2: April 10th is the firmer chef
3: connection out in Hillsboro. You should have a table there. Hmm, interesting. I will definitely, I did not know that. And again, see, unless I would have mentioned this, I wouldn't have known. So thank yeah. you for bringing it. We'll follow up on that. Yes. Yeah. Check
2: it out. It's fun. I was going to ask you, Sarah Marshall, are you going to that too?
1: Um. Well, oh, I think, did you just send me some, send me something about it? Yeah, yeah I, I, I saw it come in, but I haven't looked it's, at it yet. You know, it's I'm a-
2: $25 to go and you have a yeah. lovely lunch and there'll be some great people from around Oregon speaking, but also you can have a table there.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm a um, midnight email reader, so it's on my agenda for this evening and I will <laughs> follow up and let you know. Are you going to be there, Sarah? I will be there, Yep. Cool, cool, cool. I love it. Thanks for always sending things my way. I appreciate it. I'm trying. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us about your affiliate program that you have? Because I think that's a really nice setup.
3: Thank you. Sure, I will. So it's like I mentioned the chefs, the event planners, the wedding planners, or anybody who's in event coordinating. If they have a clientele or if they have people that they want to refer the products, like for example, they have a client who doesn't want to rent traditional dishes and just want to go for a natural look, they can refer saying, this is a brand we know. This is what the brand stands for if this aligns with your uh, purchasing decision. And if you want to make this purchase, do it through this affiliate link. So as a person, the person who's referring needs to register on our affiliate program, which is for free. You go to our website under the affiliate, you register, you get a link. And that's the link that you share with everybody who you think would be interested in making a purchase. When the people make a purchase automatically, any number of times, whenever that link is clicked through and the purchase is complete, people who are referring get 10% uh, back on that cash. And they can also use the same link for their own purchases. So for example, I have a lot of charcuterie board maker friends who serve a lot of charcuterie boards to vineyards and to events. So they can make their own purchase off of their own affiliate link, which is also equal to because I also provide 10% off coupons. So either way, sometimes you forget to click through the affiliate link, but you remember to put the coupon code but for people that you're referring to, it's mainly for those people because that's a win-win for the person referring us, right? I do want to honor your time, your community, because you're helping me get into those people, getting connected mm-hmm. with those people. And I want to honor you. So we do give 10% of any sales through the affiliate links to anybody. That's
1: Yeah, it seemed like it was set up very well. We've started to see more of that on people's websites. So I like to talk about how everybody sets it up for um, other business owners out there. Um, I asked you about your product that tells your story best and we know what that one is, but what's your most popular product?
3: Ooh, so the square set, which is like a dinner plate along with the dessert plate. So the set you will see that's our most sold out product. Like I'm talking about when I say sold out means I'm talking about containers full of just that product. So Mm -hmm. that's the most common one. And I can see why, because again, it, it has both, it has both the dessert size and the dinner size. So people have that option to use whatever they want or whatever they do not want at that moment. And it goes well with events. It's the perfect size. So I, I'll say that's the most uh, favorite for everybody. Perfect.
1: And, um, We always like to ask what you need from your community. So how can we and and the listeners support you best?
3: Thank you for asking. And again, I want to empower the listeners here with an option, with a choice, because I'm all about choices. And when you give choices to people, you empower them. And I just tell people that it's okay, even if you're not sustainable in life, you don't follow any lifestyle, that's okay, because it is what it is for you. And If you're looking for an alternative, that's when I am here in the picture and that's where I come and that's when you have a choice whether you want to buy what you've been buying or you want to make that switch and basically have a better option. Sometimes, like I said, it's all about having better alternatives, better choices. So if you are somebody who's resonating with some finding something better for your health because you're buying those expensive groceries, organic probably, and putting them on melamine or plastics and reheating them think about the toxins that are actually going in your body maybe right now that's not affecting you but maybe down the lane it will affect you and before that happens if you want to make yourself aware look into my website get in touch with me we can talk i love talking to people and literally find us if you are looking for better options For your single use disposable tableware for various reasons, whether you have a wedding, whether you have a party, whether it's just a weekend and you want to spend time sipping on that fine wine and not do the dishes. (laughs) That sounds great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And um, if people want to buy from you directly, should they do it at your website?
3: Yes. The best way to do is website, which is detox.com, D-T-O-C-S.com. Or if people, I know they have like time deliveries and issues and they rely on Amazon. So they can also find us on amazon.com, walmart.com, wayfair.com and etsy.com. So there are different ways to reach us. Yes.
1: Perfect. And what about if they are um, local, any local stores that, that people can go to, to get your products?
3: Yes, uh, Market of Choice. Again, a, uh, another beautiful community where they support local makers, local creators. And that's where they can find our products all across 11 stores in Oregon. That's great. Perfect.
1: And do you have any advice for people that are currently dreaming up a
3: business? Oh boy. Oh, a lot. That <laughs> It's not going to be easy. But it's important to find your community, find your tribe where you get inspiration every day where you go every day you went out that this is not working for me. And you also give yourself the permission to ask for help that I want this. So it's important to build that community or just associate yourself with that community. So find it, ask for it and go take an action and join it. That's good advice. Thank you.
1: Sarah, do you have any other questions to ask today? I don't want to cut you off, man. No, I didn't feel
2: cut off at all today. I just was wondering, have you thought about, this is kind of a funny question. Have you thought about making a pet food um, stand and then you could have use the
3: bowls? So that's a very fun question you bring up. Not exactly a pet stand, but what we are going to be launching is going to be a pet product and why i say this is because a lot of our consumers have actually sent us reviews with pictures saying the rabbit in their backyard enjoyed playing with our thrown away plates that they just yeah because i we have two
2: cats but it's always pretty disgusting when you have to like scrub the dried food on there Um, but the cat needs to eat on an elevated Mm. stand and we found this plastic but I don't really it has a round cylinder and then there's a plate that sits down in it mm-hmm. and it'd be cool if you could just come up with the cylinder tubes and, and then just sell the reef I would totally
3: buy those because
2: <laughs> you probably feed them
3: a couple of times a day
2: yeah on the same plate and then I wouldn't have to scrub them and I can just
3: you You bring a great point because I actually try that so we dox it a lot my daughter's a 10 and 8 yeah and- Said because I'm not ready for the baby. I have at home at my hands. But so what we do is we serve them on our tableware, like the bowls. So we would. And do they well? Do they they like it? They love it. That's what I was about to say, that they actually spill everything from it and they run with their dishes and they want to play with them. So what I actually thought was actually instead of making a pet bowl, we would actually go for making pet toys because they could just be playing. With our tableware, and so if we give them water, they would spill the water out of it and run with them, and actually try to play with those things, and actually chew on them, and actually sometimes eat. So that's what we know. Okay. Or not? I have some here at work. I'll take
2: them home and try them out on our cats, and get back to you. Yes, please do let me know. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> and I, um, I wanted to say I, I love your diagram that you have in your section that's about what you do and why you're doing it I think it's a really great way of showing everything yeah like coming from the fallen leaves all the way through to going back into the earth I think it was just like a really um well laid out description of what you do and why so I wanted yeah. to direct people to check that out because I think it's really lovely it's under and, the about section yes yes And, um, unfortunately we're going to wrap a little bit early today because, um, we have to cut the show short. So unfortunately, ladies, it's my job to say it's time for us to wrap. Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you for this opportunity. It was so great to have you on and to chat with you. Everybody, please go check out detox.com and um, all of the lovely tableware that is being made. Uh, we record Missoni and Marshall live every week. Find us on your favorite podcast platform, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Thank you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you can send us a DM on our Instagram, Masonia and Marshall, and we will be back next week, everybody. Thanks for joining. Bye.